Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bulletproof Podcast. It is my mission to help you achieve the things that you want to achieve in life through the sharing of some journeys of some really unbelievably inspirational people, from property investors to elite sportsmen and to everyone else in between. This evening, I am joined by Dave Treadwell. For those of you that don't know Dave, Dave is actually the current Great Britain coach and two times Kata and Kumite world champion, ex-European champion with over 30 British titles, six Sigma black belt and 15 years experience in problem solving as a quality director. Also the founder of the Tread to Success Foundation, which is a blended approach to personal and business development to support growth. In short, Dave's an actual ninja. Let's get to it. We're on. We're on. Okay, mate. Welcome, Dave. How are you? Thank you. All good. And yourself? Yeah, good, mate. Good, good. Thanks for coming on to this uh, to this podcast this evening. That doesn't no make matter. It's been recorded, does it? Yeah. Thanks for your time, mate. Really appreciate it. So, for for the listeners, mate, I know who you are. You fucking ninja. Tell 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 the listeners. <laughs> okay, so uh, Dave Treadwell, I'm 40 years of age. Uh, I've been training in Shotokan Karate for the last 36 years. So uh, started on the outskirts of Birmingham and just continued that journey uh, till the current day. So yeah, that's that's me. Mate, you you've been on four minutes and you haven't told me that you're a double world champion. <laughs> I was waiting for that, you know. I'm, Mate, I, I don't. Push it when you meet a pilot, yeah. you meet a pilot, it's in the first five seconds. I'm a pilot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so come on okay so in terms of myself yeah, yeah. Uh, two times world karate champion uh, for people that know a little bit about martial arts I, uh, I train and teach in Shotokan karate so a discipline in terms of Shotokan uh, I'm current two times world champion in both kumite so sparring uh, and also kata uh, in forms so I took them two titles last year uh, hold them for two years, hopefully fight next year in Acapulco to keep the titles. Uh, and you said sell myself, so I will. So uh, ex-European champion, uh, I've produced world champions, I've won amples of British titles, and I currently teach uh, also the GB squad. So I've got a vast amount of experience uh, in martial arts so yeah all good so you're a double hard bastard basically yeah <laughs> 11 and a half stone but the good thing uh what i like about shot cam which is different from other martial arts it's not weight categorized you're over 18 years of age uh, if you're a black belt you fight the guy whether he's 11 stone or 25 stone the really? first guy in the world championships last year he was 19 stone two or three i'm um, 11 stone wet so, yeah, it's good because it teaches you the discipline to understand that when you are on the streets, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter how big or small you are. You can't ask for the smaller brother or you can't get and go and get your bigger brother. So you yeah, just yeah. have to roll, roll yeah. with it. My so. dad's harder than your dad. That don't work. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so you put, you put a 19 stone guy on his ass at 11 stone, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Mindset, uh, speed, determination... A lot of it, to be honest, is understanding how the opponent moves. 
So instead of thinking one dimensional, I'll just throw this punch, understanding how the body works correctly to, uh, to execute the, the technique, how you'd like it to, and uh, make the opponent move how you want them to move. And obviously they're tired. The bigger they are, what's the saying? Yeah, the harder they're, they're fuller. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when I was a when I was a kid, I'll, I'll say I would have been what ten or eleven, something like that. Okay. I, I did about a year of of karate. I'll call it karate. Yeah, you know, I was just fucking about in a in a dojo with a, my dad's mate. That was an instructor. <laughs> I forget I forget the uh, style. I don't think it was. No, I will tell you what it was. It's just come to me. Shurinji Kempo. Do, do you know that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, know where that, I don't know where that's just come from. I've been trying to think of it all day. <laughs> so you, you have all these different styles. I hear about them all the time, you know, sort of jujitsu, shotokan, yeah. karate, just karate, playing karate. What, what is the difference in them all? Is it, is it just like a region or what is it? Yeah, so many years ago, there was uh, four or five different disciplines. And if you go back to the 80s, people only really heard of the likes of we done Laogar Kung Fu or Wing Chun because of obviously the Bruce Lee era. And then Jeet Kune Do, et cetera, et cetera. And then various forms of Shotokan. So you had various forms of karate in terms of Shotokan. You've probably heard of Wadaru, uh, Kushin Kai. But then over time, you know, there's been that many uh, people that were in big organizations under big, uh, big bubbles of you must teach like this, you must do it like that. And people broke off in the early 90s to, to late 90s because is there a co correct way to fight? Do you have to fight in that correct format? So what I done, I, when I opened up uh, my own school, I'd done many years in Shotokan, but I opened it under uh, a club man called Furusataru. And I call it FSK because it's simpler for people to remember. Because yeah. when you're trying to uh, tell people about the club and they say, can you say it again? I can't even understand your Brummie accent anyway, <laughs> let alone how you say the club name. So, Furusataru translates in Japanese to freestyle. And what I wanted to do was teach the raw elements of Shotokan that had originated from many, many years of masters and put my adaptation onto it. Mm. So if I thought... You know, if you lift that leg in a certain position, I don't personally think that that's going to work. I adapted it slightly because what I wanted to do, when I fought and people said, okay, you won, Dave, what style do you do? I do FSK, Shotokan, Dave Treadwell, Shotokan. So people bought into my concepts because what's the difference between me and the 50 other clubs that you Google? I wanted people to buy into my concept of teaching. Yeah, so yeah. to answer your question, really, there was just a few core um, styles many years ago, and that's adapted and obviously into the likes of MMA, et cetera, where mm. people, have, uh, people have put their own spin on things. Yeah, I mean, MMA, MMA is that, isn't it? It's, it's, a, it's another spin-off. Yeah. Of all, all, the different, uh, all the different styles, yeah. That's it, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's proper impressive, that. Yeah, so it's been a journey for me, to be honest. Oh, I I said, I've done it for 36 years, and I've never really had a set goal. The only goal that I've ever had 
is to continue on my martial art journey and keep learning. And luckily for myself, um, I've been, been able to progress to levels that I never thought I'd be able to. Two years ago when I got the opportunity to teach the GB squad, that was like a pinch myself opportunity. Uh, and even to the point when I stood there on the mat and taught these uh, kids, guys, ladies, uh, my way of fighting, for them to latch onto that and say after, I've never seen anything like that, was, was crazy. Uh, and going further back when I, I think I was 27, I fought for England in, when I was 27. That's pretty late for, a, for an athlete. You know, to, to get, if you look at a footballer and you look at the England team, the, the youth in that, 27. So, um, a lot of my achievements myself were later, later in life. But I'll be 41 next year and win, lose, draw. I'll hopefully be in Acapulco rocking it up again to, to see what I've got in my locker. Awesome, man. Awesome. Listen, I've seen... Um, I- I've only started following you recently. I, it was a it was it was a post you did on mindset, and I thought to myself, "Fucking hell, I really connect with this guy." Let's try yeah. to get him on the podcast. So, and you've just you've just touched on goals there. At what? So when you when you started way back when when you first started yeah. doing shots can, did you set goals as early as that? And did you ever think back right back way back when that you would be? A double world champion is that something you've been working to your whole life or have you just uh, really, well, i started at such a young age it was really that my dad pushed me into doing martial arts and at the time on the outskirts of birmingham um, a world champion opened up a, a dojo at a sports center so a lot of people on the uh, in, in king's Heath at, at the time they were pushed by the mums and dads well look at this never seen anything like this so i was pushed into it and to be honest probably for Three, four years, I didn't really enjoy doing it. It was more, you must learn martial arts. You've got to make sure that you stay, stay safe. You've got to look after your family when you're older. Um, and at 12, I took my black belt. Now, now, what I class them is there's a lot of muck dojos. And what I mean by that is, it's just as easy to get a black belt than it is to get a, a, a McDonald's because people <laughs> give them the production line right which is which is not right and i completely disagree with it and i don't name but there's a hell of a lot of clubs out there that it's just about getting the the cash in and having a convey belt of people come through Mm. but you know back in the early days when i took my first down i had a guy called sensei noida uh bless his soul that's actually not with us anymore he came over from japan and I was in uh, Slough, and there was 400 of us at the time, and I think I was 12 years of age. 400 people took their first degree of black belt, and 40 of us passed. So the, the, the rate was really, really low, mm. and even now at 40, I know people that are still brown belt because they still haven't passed, because the level that we've all trained at was such a high level, even at that age, to the point... At 14, I was training eight times a week at 14 years of age. I trained twice of a Sunday. Uh, so every day, twice of a Sunday. First thing of a Sunday morning at Cannon Hill Park in Birmingham. And then the afternoon with my instructor. So it was really pushed into me. Um, I won my first trophy at the age of 14. 
and I never won another trophy until I was 27. Nothing. But I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing along this journey. Uh, and after 27, I probably won 40 British titles. Having that never give in mindset that it doesn't matter what's in front of you, we all hit walls. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it knocks you back. But what can I do to progress? And from being 27 to 40, national titles, European titles, fought for England against Scotland, fought in Edinburgh, took a flight up there, training the GB squad, still training and teaching to this day. 70-odd students, three dojos, on top of a full-time job and my mentoring and coaching business, Tread to Success. It's having the mentality not to overwork yourself, but yeah. be productive uh, and structure your day correctly. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's where I am. So, yeah, to start with, did I really know what the journey was going to end up like? Not really. Um, but I don't think you really do until you fully understand it. Mm. What, how I was always taught was passing your black belt was like passing your driving test. Now you've been given the opportunity to do it on your own and learn. Um, and when I first opened my dojo in 2004, that was really when I haven't got an instructor around me. I've got to sell myself and, and, and push it the way that I think's right. And as I said, there's, there's so many clubs out there. You'll never see me advertise my karate club, but people know me and people know the brand FSK because of the energy that I give out on the mats. Mm. Um, and that just continues with everything that I do in life. Uh, with my coaching business, this is what I push. The, the mindset in my, in my karate, I push the mindset that I have um, from my coaching business and in my corporate role as well. So it's, it's just that continuous push on a day-to-day -day basis. But really, the Japanese philosophy, like I was in automotive for many years, I push the Japanese philosophy in the Toyota production system. I teach karate with this Japanese philosophy. It's in the blood. You know, if you cut me open, it'd have karate running through it. Yeah, yeah. So tell me about a typical day for you then. You said that you're about planning your days and how important that is. Do you have a morning routine? Yeah, so uh, cardio is, is key. Um, yeah. I planned the previous day. So today I plan exactly what I want to achieve tomorrow. Uh, and when I say that, it's not like saying, okay, oh, I'm going to make sure I do more than this. It's in a structured way. Yeah, yeah. So I ensure that I start with cardio. I support my clients uh, for their personal and business development. So to give them a nudge first thing, what's yeah. motivating you today? Give me your three uh, elements of today that you're going to work it. on. Are you going to hit them? So this is what I do. Uh, I work in corporate still. So uh, uh, this is my, my bread and butter as I work on. Lunch time, um, sit back, 20, 30 minutes. No headphones, no phone, just understanding, okay, clear the, clear the mind, what have I got to do? Again, with my clients, what have you achieved this morning? Okay, 
if you haven't achieved what you don't what you wanted to, I asked them to do a five W two H. Who, what, where, how, when, how much, how many? Why haven't you done it? And if you haven't done it, what can we change to ensure that you do it tomorrow? Because you've lost half the day. Yeah, yeah. I'll come back. Um, I've got a dojo at home, luckily, which is nice. So I have uh, students that I teach on a one-to-one basis or I teach at one of my dojos of an evening. More work with my clients. Uh, And then I absorb in terms of learning off others. I have a mentor myself. uh, and, And that's really my daily routine. And I try, obviously, to make sure that you have the time with family, et cetera, of the weekend. Yeah, I love it. It sounds very similar to the approach I have with my own coaching clients as well. We're very, very similar. In fact, fact, almost identical, which is a bit weird. Yeah, Uh, yeah, it works, doesn't it? As you say. Yeah, so so I would just want to touch on what you said there about uh, you used to have a mentor as well and and a coach. How important is that? Massively. And I tell you, uh, for one reason... um, we've all got these tools in our locker and sometimes you just don't realize how to utilize them correctly. Mm. So what I try and do with my clients and, and what my mentor does with me is look at my core values and am I pushing these on a day to day basis? Mm. Uh, understand what tools I have. And it's really just getting that out the individual to excel and to make sure, you know, I'm accountable on what I should be doing. Uh, so I have to be on the game. I have to be on the ball to progress. So I don't become stagnant. Not that I would because it's not in my DNA. But yeah. to know that I've always got, you know, somebody keeping an eye on me, making sure that I'm moving in the right direction. And to be honest, um, if I'm in the wrong or I'm doing something that he doesn't think is correct, He'll pull me and he'll say, Dave, listen, that is not working. Yeah. You need to do this. And, and it's, it's a great thing to have. Yeah, definitely. You, I, I'm a true, I am a true believer in you can't, you can't see the best of you. You, you, no. can't, you can't see the best of you. you don't, you're not aware of your own capability. Exactly. And I, I go through this with my, own, with my own coaching clients as well. You look at them and you see this you see this figure of a man or a woman, whoever it is that you're coaching, and you see you can see what they're capable of doing just from a yeah, you can see you can see past them. Yeah. And I remember when I first got my mentor, he said to me, Dave, I want you to do me two CVs, one of your personal achievements and one of your business achievements. And I wrote them down and I thought, I don't think I've really got a lot on there. This was my mentality. Yeah. And um he looked at them and he said, Dave, man, when I started coaching, if I'd had what you have now, you've got so much more. And because you've got a blended approach as a corporate guru that's, that's done everything and a martial art expert, you've got such a blended approach that can support people's personal and business development. It's fantastic. We've mm-hmm. just got to get it out and let the world know. And this is why I daily on social media tell my story because if I can do it, anyone can do it. Absolutely. And I'm sure you say the same, Paul. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's a choice, isn't it? It is, it is a yeah. fucking choice. Yeah. 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 So t- tell us about Tread to Success, mate. I'm really interested in it myself. Okay. So Have I become a fucking ninja if I do it. 
So, as I said, Tread to Success is, uh, is my personal and business development brand. Uh, I started this uh, a few months ago from my experience in, in corporate and what I've done in martial arts. And it's really just to help people's personal growth. Uh, I, and to be honest, the main reason I've done it was uh, seven or eight years ago, I wasn't in a great position. And it's lovely to, to have the story to tell. But uh, I, I'd gone through a, a relationship breakdown. Uh, I didn't have a lot behind me. Uh, I was living on my own, not a lot of stuff. Basically walked away with a, with a bag on my back. And when you're in that position that you've had nothing, uh, you understand how important it is to grow as an individual. Because if I don't grow, and I didn't grow at that time, I'd have just been finished. I had two, uh, two young kids and I wanted the best for them. So what I'd done back then, it was one Christmas Eve and I thought, I was looking at the news and I saw people that were homeless and people struggling. I thought these people have got a lot more problems than, than I have. Um, and I went out into Birmingham on Christmas Eve um, to support the homeless. And what I've done, I've got a pasting table with tea, coffee, and I wanted to listen to people's stories, understand the problems that they'd been through, uh, try and help them overcome them and get them onto a better path in terms of life. So I started a little support group with me and a few friends called the Three Amigos. And I started going into town once a week, helping the homeless. And I thought, you know, when I thought things were really bad, they weren't really that bad. For me, oh, my life's ended. But that happens to everyone. Relationship breakups, we restart. People get made redundant. And unfortunately, in times like now, this happens with COVID, etc. And people are struggling. But it's not that bad, you know. If it is, you need to just look at what you can do to move forward. Yeah. And then times, especially with furlough, and I know it's hit people, a lot of people, it gives people time to think about what they actually want to do moving forward. Mm. So I started taking a lot of time uh, to think back then. Uh, I spent a lot of time on my own personal progression in business. I started building up my brand in terms of karate to the point now where I thought I've been through so such transitioning journey from having nothing, supporting people's growth, and to the point a homeless guy helping him write a letter to apply for a job, mm -hmm. um, to the point of helping people grow in their day-to-day roles to progress, to help businesses turn over fantastic figures in warranty reduction, growth in, uh, in productivity, sales, cash, uh, and inspiring people in karate to have this blended approach. So I started having uh, mentoring uh, and I thought I'm gonna look into business and personal development with my experience. And this is when success from martial arts, success from corporate, tread in terms of tread well myself, nice. tread to success. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I always say to people, Tread good, tread bad. No, tread well in terms of me. Now let's tread to success. Love so, it. yeah, it's Love going it. really well. It's going really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, and, and another little spin on that is 
you know, tread somewhere and don't stand still. Exactly. You know, because exactly. I think that's a, a, a mistake. Not a mistake. I think it's a thing that holds people back is that indecision. You know, yeah, indecision is the. It's got to be the most toxic thing ever. I'd rather make a wrong decision than no decision. I know. And I think a lot of people worry too much about what other people think. Oh, massively. Massively. And, and, that's, and that's what I tell a lot of my clients because they really struggle with uh, what their friends will think, what their family will think. And everyone says the same. And I say, even my partner now, who backs me and supports me 100%, mm. I don't 100% know what, what you're doing or what the journey is. As long as internally you 100% understand and you're getting that out to people. Yeah. Um, but what I try and do, there's a lot of generic stuff out there yeah. and there's a yeah. lot of fantastic motivational speakers. It's great. Um, but I want to give my story. Mm. I want to let out my achievements without it being a generic concept. Yeah, uh, and I think it and I think it works, and it really supports people's growth. But the main thing is for me is the energy. You know, sometimes we're not all motivated. I I have a an absolute nightmare day at work. I've got to go to the dojo in front of thirty people and and give my energy to them because if I don't, they're not going to be maximised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you create? How how do you create energy? You know what? When you, when you get up in the morning, you're feeling a bit low, you're a bit down, you're a bit... Oh, yeah. How do you create energy? I know I do it, but how, how do you do it? What's your, what's your thing? Uh, Pre-workout. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I've always said, you know, as long as I've got a smart, tangible objective in front of me and it's not unrealistic, I'll hit it. Yeah. I'll ensure I'll hit it. Not by saying I'm going to do more hours, by making sure that I've got a structured approach. So as long as it's a smart objective and I understand how I'm going to reach that goal, I'll get there. Mm. Um, and what I try and teach my people, my clients and my students is, I won't ask you to do something that I can't do myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to say to you this fantastic motivational speech that I've never done because it's just, blah blah and i say this all the time to people if you're speaking blah blah it means nothing show me that you've done it explain to me how to do it and show me the way to do it and what i always say to people and it's a japanese term uh uh terminologies go to the gemba go to the real place and show me so in martial arts i want you to kick uh that pad uh, head height doing a spinning roundhouse kick I'll show you how to do it, okay? I want you to reduce uh, your waste every day by 30%. I'll show you how I've done it. I'm not going to ask you to do something that's not achievable. Mm -hmm. I'm going to show you how to do it, yeah, not yeah. just speaking, oh, you should do this because uh, Zig Ziglar said, you should do this because such and such said. But do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Let me show you how I've done it. Yeah, yeah, I get it totally. I, uh, I I was alcoholic. I was before I found the personal development world. I've been I've been sober yeah. 733 days, I think it is today. Uh, so oh, yeah. almost almost two years. And 
and a lot of people are introduced to me because of that. You know, the industry that I work in, the construction industry, is rife with beer uh, and, yeah. and ex-military yeah. ex as well. Uh, so that there's a lot of people that come to me with that specific problem. You know, can yeah. you help? Can you help me? How do you do it? How do you do it? Can you help me with that? And it's, it, is, it is a set of decisions. It's a set of decisions and a, and a process that you've got to go through. It is, you know. And that's, the, uh, that's the problem with a lot of it. People want uh, results overnight. Yeah, or they want fast yeah. track results. Even with stuff like the gym, etc. People go to one gym session, they get the new trainers, they yeah. try overlift the next day, the body's knackered, and that's it. The trainers go in the bin. But <laughs> what people need to understand is that it is a process yeah. And you can't rush the process. Yeah. You can't lose 10 stone overweight, uh, overnight, okay? You can't become a black belt overnight. Yeah. And that's why I say to people, okay, uh, I try, you can potentially grade each three months, mm. but it's a process and you need to put the hard work in. Don't yeah. come up to me and say, I want to grade. I'll tell you when you're ready. Yeah. Five minute abs. Remember them videos? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And it, and it, I'd have the American guy with the spray tan on, and I'd think, "Wow, look at that! <laughs> That's it. Go on, was it QVC? And I'll buy that for seventy quid, and it'll save my life." <laughs> hey, great marketing, though, weren't it? Oh, it, but it worked. It worked because people bought into the uh, the concept. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't the, the product itself; it was the it was the big guy. Yeah, yeah. The it guy marketing the it. Guy. Yeah. What was yeah. his name? The guy. The um, oh, what was his name now? The guy with the uh, intense insanity or something. Uh, Sean T. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever try and yeah. do that? Fucking hell, that was hard. Oh, yeah. but, but that's what people used to do again. I'll try this insanity video. Yeah. Three minutes into the half an hour. Yeah. That, back in a DVD player, that was it. Yeah, get Mr. Motivator back on in his towelling tracksuit. <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, class, mate. Class. Listen, I'm conscious of time, mate. I have got one question to ask you, that one specific question. Yeah. I'm going to guess, now this is a guess, that Bruce Lee is your like idol, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. If he was alive today, what one question would you ask him? If he was alive today, what one question would I ask him? It would really be about mindset, to be honest. Yeah. Because the guy was a complete one-off. Mm. And... The way he moved, his aura, it was completely different to anything we'd ever seen before. Mm. Now, there was various elements of G uh, Wing Chun, etc., that this guy that this guy uh, taught him. But the mindset changed for that one day to say, "I'm going to change the world with my own style." How did how did that element just come in? Mm. How did that one day you, you think my mindset is going to change and I'm going to produce this new style that's going to change the world because that's what you've done. And, and it doesn't matter if you've done martial arts or not. Everybody knows this guy. Yeah. And it's such a real shame that he didn't have the opportunity to really see, apart from Enter the Dragon, etc., the guy, uh, the guy grow because he joined at such a young age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shame, man. Shame. Yeah. yeah. Listen, mate, a absolute pleasure to have you on. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. Brilliant, Paul.
thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, I'll, I will, I'll upload this straight away, mate. Straight away. It's got to be okay. a bit of fun. Yeah. And as I said, it's fantastic speaking to you. Thanks for the, uh, thanks for the opportunity to do this. I've really enjoyed it. And, uh, and hopefully, listen, I'm following your journey. I hope you follow mine the same as, uh, the same as everybody else. Please uh, keep watching. Dave Treadwell, follow me on Facebook, Tread to Success. And, uh, and, and keep in touch. Superb. Yeah. Excellent, mate. If, listen, if someone wants to get hold of you, mate, where's the best place to do it? Uh, directly on Facebook, Dave yeah. Treadwell. Private message me. Uh, friend request me. I'm open to anything, so superb. Excellent. Thanks for your time, mate. Really appreciate it. Cool. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Paul Tinker on this Bulletproof podcast. Give us a like, a share and a subscribe and we will see you next time.